Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. It's Tuesday and we're back to give you another groundbreaking episode of the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And we hope you had a great weekend. We're excited to be talking about this subject today. I'm sorry if you feel attacked by the title, but we just wanted to shed some light on why you may have low self-esteem about the way that you look, okay? Because it goes deep. And, and all of us do, by the way. Mm-hmm. The title, don't get too caught up in it. It's it's more just kind of us being silly and cheeky. But it, it's, a, it's a saying people have been saying, you know, we don't shoot the messenger. Exactly. But we kind of wanted to talk about like influencer beauty secrets, celebrities, just beauty standards for women and all of that jazz. So we're going to we're going to get into that. Please the um, title of my notes. You're not ugly. <laughs> Same. You're poor. <laughs> I did want to clear up something from last week's episode when I said or last Friday, whatever, whenever that went up, when I said I was retiring pink and I did get a lot of DMs <laughs> that were like very scared for my mental health. Number one, <laughs> they're like, what's wrong? Retiring pink. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but people were genuinely thinking that. The pink and blue is no more for the podcast. Oh, oh, no, no, no. And I wanted to clear that up. That's why I said, like, you know, don't hold me to this. I'm saying this now. The pink retirement is more, I'm not making pink my personality trait, and I'm not going to be just wearing it 24-7 for, like, all my photo shoots anymore. When I want to, I still will. You know, whatever's flowing in the moment. But for what we said, pink and blue is the move. And you guys know this. So the pink is not going anywhere. It will still be my main personality, Jerry, when it comes to the podcast. Just wanted to clear that up. Don't worry. I'm not moving to green. Some people are like, yay, finally. I'm like, girl. <laughs> That's not lightly. what I meant. <laughs> uh, so don't worry. The pink and blue isn't going anywhere. You might like it even more now when you have to wear it for shows and stuff if you don't wear it all the time. Might True. be something new and exciting. Yeah. There was so much. I couldn't be more pink today. True. We my did- socks. We did a closet sale and mine and Chelsea's rack was literally just pink and blue. <laughs> and someone commented, they're like, you weren't kidding. Like you, because they went to the closet sale mm-hmm. and they were like, you were literally getting rid of so much pink stuff. Yeah. And I really was. Well, and you put that with Danny's. Danny was selling a lot of pink stuff too. Yeah. It was giving pink. It was shedding. Frilly. It was shedding of an old mindset. Exactly. Of an old era. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But 
I'm in the era of not thinking, I'm not trying to overthink things too much. So if I wear pink, great. It's because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, because I didn't want to. You're it's just not, not that deep. You're just not feeling chained to it anymore. Exactly. I did a styling video for Kristen today. Obsessed. And she has not seen it or commented on it yet. So we'll see if by the time this episode goes up. We are batching Kristen. a couple episodes because we're both going to be out of town. But we'll see if she's seen it by now. I'm like, uh, do I text her? Like, uh, I will be texting her <laughs> by tomorrow I need morning. to text her and be like, I was like, I'll just give her a couple hours. Like, <laughs> everyone but her has commented on it. Not a peep. It. Cool. <laughs> Hates it. <laughs> just blocks me. She's like, how do I say this? <laughs> no, you know what outfit I can't stop thinking about? The Miss America I outfit. Know. She needs to wear if it. If she is not in that outfit. It was the most expensive. Some point. <laughs> yeah, of course. But like, I just need to see her in. Oh, I need to see her in it. It's and, a little edgy, but it's still very feminine, which, you know, it's so funny because certain outfits. And I think everybody can do this. I would put an outfit together. that I'm like, I like this outfit. But then I have to be able to visually see them in the outfit. Uh-huh. And all of those outfits, I'm like, I see her in yes, this. Yes, I see them in so clearly. So slay. But some of the outfits, it's it's so weird. It's just not for that person. It's true. Like I would even do some for you when we were doing it. And I'm like, this is a cute outfit, but it just doesn't fit on you. It's not your, it's not meant for you. Yes. And then some other outfits that, you know, aren't meant for someone else. I'd be like, wait, but that would look so cute on JC. See, you have a gift for that because, <laughs> and people, oh, I don't want to say this. <laughs> oh, no. No. I feel like you genuinely are actually so good at it. But oh, it like you. but I don't even want to say that to you because then I'm scared you're gonna feel pressure and not want to do it anymore. Like No, no. I I've like I've you've had released this forever. You know. I made a promise to myself that I won't care about any of the comments if they say it's good or bad. Well, that's good. Because I'm like, I know people people already have like the outfits. Like, I know so they're gonna ugly. praise me. Oh no, 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 that people will not like outfits. And I've I've always felt this way about the way that I dress is that I don't care if people like it or not. And so I made a promise to myself when I started making those. And like, I just started doing it in front of at first. But then like after I did yours too, I was like, I can't, I can't be dependent on if people like these outfits or not. I just have oh, to do it not. for fun. But I'm saying not even that. I'm saying the pressure of like, because I literally wanted to oh, text yeah, you yeah. because Hannah G commented on, mm-hmm. on the video and was like, do me next or something. She's like, where do I sign up? And I was like, I... I had this like flash before my eyes where I'm like, I could see this blowing up and you starting to do them a lot for like a lot of different influencers and people being like, wait, me, me, me. And like, and then I I hate it. Yeah. And I could see you genuinely like gaining a platform for this fashion thing, but then (laughs) hating it because you're like, now that I have to do it, I don't want to. Like, I'm so familiar with this pipeline, but like, I love seeing this. Like, Mm -hmm. I also do love just seeing you do something and like people recognizing and being yeah. like, you're so good at this. I'm like, oh, yes. Like it literally lights me up. But then I'm like, wait, I need to not tell her because then I she'll have that. extra pressure. No, that's valid. I'm like, I will hate it eventually. <laughs> no, that's valid. I've had that exact same thought where I'm like, I can't overdo it. I, I have to just do it when I feel, even like the last week, I was going to do it earlier, Kristen's, but I was like, eh, I just don't really feel like it tonight. And I was like, no, I need to get to, I'm like, no, Chelsea. This is not work. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. This is like, fun. Put no pressure on yourself. Like mm-hmm. literally just in your free time if you feel like it. Yeah. But Hannah G, like obviously I, I know you probably would do it since she yeah. asked. And she's like so cute. But I feel like she would be a fun one to style Yeah, too. she would be fun. She's it's cute. fun to do people who, well, I love doing people that I know personally because I feel like I just really can see them in, because I've seen yeah. them in real life. 
so I can see them functioning in that outfit. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a little harder for people who like when I did Austin Reeves, I was like, I don't really know that much about him. So True. It's, it's a little harder to picture him in you don't know their vibe as much. Yeah. But I, I do I I mean I watch Hannah G on The Bachelor and stuff. So we I know, know enough. enough. We'll see. The we'll other one that I up. loved of Kristen's was the Mew Mew bag. <gasps> I could picture it so perfectly on her too. I, I was like, oh, she needs it. So cute. That's so funny that she hasn't caught it. <laughs> and then I saw she posted Instagram stories today. I'm like, okay, I'll like <laughs> just wait. I'm sure she'll, I'm sure she'll get on TikTok at some point. I'm happy for her. Maybe she just didn't go on TikTok, you know. She's not addicted as most of us are, maybe. True. She's not constantly scrolling. That's so funny. But I posted it last night. And so I was like, oh, in the morning, like she's ahead. <laughs> she's like three hours ahead. So I'm sure she'll see it and like I'll see what she thinks. <laughs> not a peep. <laughs> Love you, Kristen. Please, Please notice Love me. Love you, Chris. Can't wait for your Mew Mew bag. <laughs> I went to a boxing class, my second boxing class. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask how it was if you're super sore. I am pretty sore, but I learned from last time to not go as hard. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, the first time I went, I could not move the next day, but I was going absolutely feral on that bag, <laughs> punching that bag. So this time I tried to be, I tried to just, I was still getting a really good workout in. I was sweating really bad, but I was like not being absolutely insane. Yeah. And I feel really like pretty sore, but I can move, which I think is probably a better place to be at. So yeah, it was great though. But boxing is like, it's kind of, it's the same as cycling for me where it's like afterwards I am tomato red. My hair is soaking wet. Like (laughs) I, I have to shower. It's like not a workout that I can go to casually like every day and, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a full, a full blown production for me. One of those things you can't have a full busy day and go in the morning. Yeah. Or else, I mean, I just have to fully shower and literally give myself an hour before my face is like a normal color. Again. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. Type oh, of things. yeah. My face gets so red at cycling. Yeah. I made a TikTok. I actually don't even think I posted it, but I was like, how was my face this red? Like, and <laughs> my face is so swollen, too. I was like. I literally look like I am on death's door. Like, this is actually a bit crazy. (laughs) My face was a different color than my body completely. Mine gets like, does everybody's do that? I don't know. I I feel like people's face get red, but like, I was going to say, I think your face does get red, actually. It gets really red. Like, more than other people's, I think. I think mine does too, though. Because like, I've always thought just because I'm very pale, so I'm Mm -hmm. like, have more of that red tone anyway. And then when I get like, even just hot, like sweating in Arizona in the summer, I'd like go in my car and be like, I yeah. am a tomato. Yeah. My yeah. face is bright red. Oh my gosh, mine gets so bad. Anyway. Also, my face gets red anytime I have, I feel any kind of nervousness, awkwardness, like my, you can bet my face is freaking flushing. I don't think mine- My ears get red. Actually, I feel maybe <laughs> There's that classic, this is so, like we've seen this internet joke a million times, but- it's like when people point out that your face reds, like, I know it's already a million degrees. Like, <laughs> I could tell you that. I don't have to look at my face to know that I'm burning up. <laughs> Literally, if you touched it, your finger would melt. <laughs> like, my face is so hot. I wonder what the science is behind. Like, when wonder, you get embarrassed and your face gets red. I wonder if I could try and make my face red right now. <gasps> it's is so it? red. No, I'm just oh kidding. My God. <laughs> I thought I believed you. I lit up inside. <laughs> Just does it on demand now. <laughs> um, how's the running era? How's the running journey? Oh, it's good. I've had my first thoughts of quitting. 
<laughs> like the first couple weeks were fun. But then you hit that point in any workout journey, I think, where you're like, Ugh, the excitement has worn off. Yep. And this and I was like, this is the true test where my thoughts start telling me, just don't do it. It's like just getting harder from here. It's just a lot of work. You got a long ways to go. So this is the real mental test. So I've have, I've been having to push past those thoughts. Not mm-hmm. even when I'm running. Literally when I'm just doing my daily tasks and I have to, I think like. And you know you have to run later yeah, or something. Or, or tomorrow or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. But I was talking to my little brother who's on his mission, Jess, my l- youngest brother. Who his per- I was literally just telling JC about this, but his personality is so he's a Capricorn and he's got that. What's the word like fire? Yeah, he's got a very fiery personality. He's very determined and no excuses kind of like person. So mm-hmm. he I was talking to him and I was telling him, I'm like, oh, I'm running a half marathon. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, I'm terrified. And he was saying literally just out of the gate, he's just like. Whenever the demons in your head are telling you you can't do it, just tell them to shut up. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> that is the best advice I've gotten. Thank you so much for that. And then as I was on my run the next day, I started being like, oh, my gosh, I'm starting to get kind of like a little cramp. You know that cramp you get when you're mm, running? Actually, no, I've never ran. Oh. But. <laughs> or just like my shoulders no, I started know, I kind know of feeling like heavier, like there's air filling up in my traps. Ew. And I was like, oh, I just want to stop before the runner's high hits and you're just feeling miserable. And I literally heard Jess in my head saying, tell the demons to shut up. And I did. It helped a little bit. So I've been trying to have that mindset, but it's been good. I've also been, the the nice thing about it is like the training schedule I'm doing is not all running. It's like Monday you run and you do a little bit of strength and stretching. And then Tuesday is strength and stretching. So you don't have to run on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, some other cardio it's not running. But so I you feel only like run not- Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. But just in general, that's a lot of working out. No, it like, is. Like that's a lot to to just like start doing overnight. Yeah. I don't that's- know. But sometimes it's it's good to just start. jump into something. I yeah. don't know. I kind of gave my first two weeks. I think this is why this is my first like stringent week where I'm like, okay, I'm in it now. I'm mm-hmm. not just the first two weeks I kind of was feeling it out because I knew I was a little out of shape. So I was just being like, see how I was day to day. I was with my period. So I was like okay, we'll see what I'm feeling. If I'm not feeling up for like the Tuesday workout, I'm not going to go. But this week, I've just been a little bit more like, eh, just stick to it. You're feeling good enough. Just do it. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see. Nice. Love that for you. Only reason I'm saying this even is because I know if I talk about it in public to everybody that I know, (laughs) I will stick to it because I'll be too embarrassed to not do it. True. Sometimes that is the best way. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally the opposite of moving in silence. But, Literally. you know, so you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to keep yourself accountable. Exactly. I'm not trying to move in silence. I literally tell everyone. Literally, the, <laughs> I was laughing at the Pilates instructor we, when you were in the class with me. She was like, came over and like adjusted something. I was like, oh, I just have a, or I was like, I have a Charlie horse. She's like, oh, do you have like lower back pain? I was like, no, I've just been running a lot. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, didn't ask. Don't care. <laughs> she did not do. say that, by the way. <laughs> Did not say did not ask. <laughs> no, but yeah. in my mind, I was like, why did I just tell her? I have to tell everyone. Oh, like, my, I've been running. I've oh, been running for three days. If I like work out a lot, everyone's going to know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sore. But it's like, <laughs> you'll I know can't... before you can see the results. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I was just with my cousin and her husband and my family this weekend. And 
we were talking about marathons. I forget like what the, how it came up, but we're all joking. Like my cousin's husband was like, the hardest part of the marathon is not talking about it. Like, (laughs) and we were just literally all like cracking up because uh, it's just, no one else cares about you doing a marathon, but you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, yeah, it's kind of like when you hit a hole in one in golf, like he, that just happened to him. Yeah. He, he wanted to talk about it. And we were yeah. all just laughing. We're like, it really is so hard to like Your be mom quiet. told me that your dad had a whole month. Really? When was my <laughs> That's mom? That's funny that I knew that. Your mom messaged me. Uh, like messaged she DM- you it. No, no, she replied to something. I think it was about golf. She was saying like, oh, uh, Andrew hit a hole in one today or something like that. And I was like, that's actually insane. No, it is insane. And mm-hmm. like, if that happens to you, I'm sure you're yeah. like, but it's just so funny. It's like when something great, you do something, you have an amazing accomplishment. It's like, yeah, I need everyone to understand the yeah. gravity of this. And everyone's like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I was laughing so hard. I'm like, that is so true. I'm trying to teach Case that concept of a self win and not an external win. Like being okay with just having success in your in your heart. Yes. <laughs> and not having to have the applause from other people. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard. Oh, it's They impossible. literally say like, don't, <laughs> don't clap and say good job to every little thing they do. He literally steps off a curb I'm like yay good job buddy and then Nick will look at me and shake his head he's like don't I'm like I know it's so hard though now it's so bad it's to the point where he literally will look at us and be like like looking for approval yeah he'll clap and look at us like yay and I'm like yeah I was telling him to literally today he was running up and down this thing and he did it by himself and me and Nick looked at each other like don't clap don't say yay don't whatever just look at him and I was like, I'm really proud of you. You tried really hard to do that. And he kept going, yay, yay. I'm like, I'm proud of you. Yay, yay. I'm like, I can't clap, buddy. <laughs> You're breaking my heart. I can't clap. You have to have a self-win. It has to be okay within yourself. That is so funny. You don't need my approval, even though you have it, no matter what you do. That is so funny. It's true. You know what else I was thinking about? That's like, this is a random thought, but Case loves to dance to music. Mm-hmm. You've seen him literally go crazy to that (laughs) song. But it's so interesting. I was thinking about how innate of a human or just how much of a human reaction it is to dance to a good beat. No one's taught him or even showed him really before that you dance and you you move to the beat of music. You know what I mean? Right. No one was like, you have to, you know, twist and hit the beats of the song. It's just like a natural thing with music and I almost started tearing up thinking about it. I'm like what a beautiful thing music is to people that when we hear it we just want to move our bodies it's like a spell gets cast it on is us. that's so interesting that it's like from a young age no one's told him to do that when he hears good music he likes he just it bounces and like dances and wants to move does he genuinely like go to the beat yeah sometimes yeah. I mean he's not always on beat I'm like we're working on it but <laughs> he is definitely more like the older he gets the more he Likes when the beat drops and everything. Yeah. That is hilarious. It's cute. It is cute. I love seeing babies dance and like just <laughs> yeah. groove. They get so excited That's too. so cute. So funny. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like a lot of times people can think of just self-care and therapy as maybe selfish or just like me, me, me thinking about yourself. But I do think that there's a difference between being selfish and spending intentional time kind of going inward and trying to be the best version of yourself or remove kind of mental blocks that you have that can be helped by speaking out loud and verbally processing with somebody else. 
Because sometimes when we give, when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. And therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I know just taking that first step and signing up for therapy can be an obstacle in and of itself. And BetterHelp makes it really convenient and easy. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy has helped me through so many hard times in my life, and I can't recommend it enough. And it doesn't have to be for anything major. It can be for transitional times in your life. Maybe you just graduated. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. You're feeling confused, frustrated, sad, and you don't know why. Therapy can help you. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash what we said today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. We're going to link it in the show notes for you guys. Go check it out. Anything else to report on before we get into these? No, let's get into it. Get into all the all the stuff. I did some calculations. Well, do you want to get into that first or later? Yeah, let's start with the math of it maybe. Okay. And then we can talk about why and how sad it is. <laughs> uh, well, actually, if you want to go first and just kind of introduce and then I'll, and then I'll introduce the subject. Yeah. The reason that we kind of wanted to do this episode is we're ugly. <laughs> everyone's ugly. And the only reason you're not is if you are the most genetically blessed human being on the planet or you're rich. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not supposed to be, this whole thing is supposed to be a little bit comforting in the fact that people who you see who are celebrities or who have a lot of money or who are big influencers and they, I don't know, they just have like money and resources. It is easier for them to get certain results that maybe you are searching for. Unrealistic beauty standards are literally just that. They're unrealistic and they're unattainable. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're called unrealistic beauty standards. And there's so many things that go into like an external, I guess, beauty standard. There are so many things that you would have to do and pay for. And that's Mm -hmm. what Chelsea's saying she did math for is like how much it would cost. But something that I had written down is like specifically celebrities that you see. If you watch the Kardashians, they have endless money for personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, massage therapists estheticians, chefs, makeup artists, hairstylists, spray tan person, like the list goes on and on, on nail people to do their nails, laser hair removal, like anything you can think of. Sculpting. Sculpting, air sculpt, whatever, like supplements. Yep. I mean, name anything, like they have the money to do that. And that's not really normal. So when you look at celebrities like I'm just using the Kardashians because I feel like they're a pretty good example of like literally the beauty standards and whatever these days like it's not attainable for the average person they have resources and things that none of us have access to or that are just insanely expensive which is good to know because with that information hopefully it's a little bit easier to not compare yourself when you really let that sink in yeah it's true when you understand and you're cr- like you think critically about why you want the things that you do, why you want to look the- a certain way, it sheds some light on it and it makes you feel a lot more enlightened about 
do I actually need to do that? Is that actually a necessity or can I feel happy and (laughs) worthy and live a fun, happy life without it? Well, and I think specifically on that note, something that is is something you can kind of tangibly look at, like an example of this is even take Charlie D'Amelio, for example, and Addison Rae, whatever, like I hesitated even bringing them up just because they are young girls. Like, I don't want to necessarily focus on their, the way they look, but I think it's an example of like the Hollywood treatment Mm -hmm. where they were just normal, like beautiful, cute girls, but now they literally look like supermodels. Like Mm -hmm. in photos that I see of them, I'm like, you look drop dead gorgeous. Like you legitimately look like a supermodel. Yeah. And you've always been so cute and like beautiful but it's literally the Hollywood treatment. It's like, but now you got Invisalign and you got your teeth, whatever. And you got a nose job, like for Charlie and Dixie, they both Mm -hmm. got nose jobs. And like, you have like trainers that you train with and you get spray tans all the time and you have extensions and you have hairstylists and makeup artists that come into your makeup for every single day. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's why you look, you know, the way you do. And they're beautiful girls naturally, but it's just like a kind of a tangible example where you see someone go from like, normal to just kind of like looking, that Hollywood, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. Looking different, first of all, but also, yeah, looking a way that now you're so jealous of. And mm-hmm. like people are like, oh my gosh, they're perfect. They look unrealistic, I guess, again. Okay. I literally tried my best to think of every possible thing that people get. And I, I tried also not to be too over the top, but maybe I think I'm at the lesser end of the budget. Okay. So I tried to list everything that a person with a lot of money usually does to upkeep their beauty standards or upkeep their beauty in general, their looks, their appearance. Okay. And this is also, like I said, I feel like I was staying on the lower end of all of these things. Okay. So let's take a, a person that maybe you follow, maybe an influencer. Let's take an influencer. For example, they go to Pilates three times a week. They have a gym membership. They get a facial every month. They have a very extensive skincare routine. They have at-home beauty tools, like whatever. It's radio frequency things that like freaking make your face look snatched in one second. Have you seen Mm -hmm. those? The new face thing? Mm Mm-hmm. They get Botox uh, quarterly. They get lip filler once a year. They get their hair done quarterly, dyed, extensions. They have... They get their lashes done, their brows laminated. They get massages to get rid of their stress, which, you know, stress also goes into it. Speaking of which, I got a Thai massage. I haven't gotten a massage since my, uh, since you took me, I think, for my my birthday. But I just got a, like, Thai Swedish massage. So painful. So painful. It literally hurt so bad. But afterwards, I was, like, moving my neck. I'm like, really? Is it where they're, they're, like, beating up certain areas? Kind of. Hmm. And they were going to walk on my back. They asked if I, they could walk on my back. And I literally said no. I was like, I'm because so, I was kind of sore. And You've I'm already like, done enough. Um, they asked before, actually. They're like, oh, can we walk on your back? And I was like, oh, I'd prefer not. And they're like, okay. But uh, they did a, they did enough. It was, I was like, okay, I'm not sure if I'll do that again. But wow. also it really did help Yeah, my neck. So stay tuned. Anyway, that was a tangent. Wow. You're privileged. <laughs> no, literally. I know. Just kidding. <laughs> When you're reading off this list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wanted to go through my expenses immediately it and delete everything. It does feel targeted. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I basically just made a list of what I do. <laughs> Compression, red light, sauna, cold plunges, $200 a month with memberships. Oh, I, I haven't said the prices of them any. I, I ruined the surprise. 
of sculpting every year. Okay, some of these what is we sculpting? don't do. Like liposuction on the arms, on the stomach, any okay. kind of like they do cryosculpting, anything yeah, yeah. to just like the vibrating thing, anything you do to go I've in. I've heard of M, M sculpt, but I that think too. that's like I was just saying sculpting as a category more so. Okay, yeah, got it. Pedicure nails twice a month with a design. You have an Apple Watch. You have fancy workout equipment. You uh, stock up on makeup. You know, whenever you want, you get or whenever they want, and. They have hair masks, hair products, hair styling tools. They have an extensive wardrobe. They maybe got a nose job. They maybe got a oh. boob job. You know, they, and that's where I stopped. Well, well, no, I added healthy groceries as well. And then like all of the supplements that you could use a month. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm terrified. So I tried to take, it was kind of hard to find exact prices and it definitely varies on, on state, but like talking about California. Okay. So this is something that I feel like seems people make it seem normal to do all of these things. And like I said, like I do a lot of these things. I don't do all of them, but I also feel like if I'm not doing all of them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go get facials. I got to go get this and this. I'm not doing enough. But then when I look at this list, I'm like, I'm doing plenty. Okay. I don't need to add more. But anyways, the total of that. Wait, that's for like, like a month or how did you do? So I, I did it for a year. The cost of all doing all of that stuff a year. For a year. So mm-hmm. you, you did like healthy groceries yes. for a year. So I did like healthy groceries about like 1200 a month. Okay. And then I times that by 12, obviously. Okay. I think 1200 for healthy groceries. Yeah. The, wow. Again, this is me saying like the, you know, just trying to be like, okay, what if you're buying like aloe vera juice and all these crazy ingredients to like make a Hailey Bieber smoothie all the time. Right. Like if you're going extra Yeah, you're buying spirulina. You're going Uh into like random grocery stores buying like the most organic whatever, whatever. That's what, that's just what I said. Yeah. And also that, that doesn't include going out to eat. But anyways, I tried. Okay. I'm I'm not an accountant, but I totaled it up to, okay. I did this math a couple times to about 60 grand a year. And that's without the clothes. And without tons of other things, I yes, feel like. That, that's, that, that list, without the clothes, is and 60 out. grand a year. That is, that is a salary. Astronomical. That is for the way that's going into the way that you look. I am 60 so grand right now. 60 grand. And again, I was trying to be like, okay, so I said like, what you spend on makeup once a year. And I'm trying to show people like the people who are spending a lot. Maybe not the average person, but people who go and they do put a lot of effort into their appearance. You're like, mm-hmm. wow, how do they look like that? I'm just not lucky enough to look like that. It's like, no, this is why, because they're literally spending $60,000 or more on things every year to have the best of the best to like look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, okay, a nose job is like $6,000. That obviously varies from like 4,000 to 10,000, maybe even 20,000, depend where you go. And different like styling tools. Like you could have the Air, the Dyson Airwrap. That's mm-hmm. $400 in and of itself. Gym memberships, they obviously are different, but well, and then crazy. Another layer to add to that that I was gonna say is like a lot of influencers or people you follow, they do get a lot of that stuff for free, Mm -hmm. which is also important to keep in mind. Yeah, because sometimes that adds to the unrealistic nature of it. Is like I have like how do they afford that? Yeah, like I have friends who their workout classes are free for them because Mm -hmm. they like collab with the studio or. They get facials every month, but it's free because yeah. they collab with the facial place and like, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, like, I'm not saying that I have not done that. Like, I've gotten many, many things for free within my career. But 
that is also an important note is sometimes, you know, yeah. or even makeup. Like they're getting sent free PR mm-hmm. literally every day. Yeah. So they have like the newest rare beauty stuff, which is super, you know, yeah. when you total all this up, it's like thousands of dollars. Yes. That they're getting sent. So, yeah. It's like that's a lot of layer. people. Yeah, that's that's an insane amount of money to be spending on just the way that you look. And I celebrities spend even more than that. I was looking up some prices. Like I didn't want to necessarily call out certain celebrities and like be like, they spend this much because I don't even know if that's true. But some of the articles I was reading is like certain female celebrities spend like $300,000 a month on clothes. A I month believe it. on clothes. And certain celebrities have like, spend like a million something dollars on their quote unquote wellness, but also like their procedures and all that stuff a year. Skincare, like all these weird serums mm-hmm. and like- And like even chemical peels or whatever. You yeah. Know, all these different types of facials and- lymphatic massage and whatever else. Exactly. All these little things that just add up to make mm-hmm. it look like and I started reading this it was it was somebody's like research paper, okay? It's oh, it's her thesis uh, by Samantha Yee. I can put the link in the show notes of this because it was actually very fascinating but also very very scary. It was talking all about beauty standards, where they come from, how it affects women and their mental health and like all the areas of life that it bleeds into and where they come from. And it was very eye-opening to read. And kind of like I was saying before, it makes you think more critically about why you're doing the things that you're doing. And it gives you a little boost of motivation to kind of push against it and just accept yourself the way it is and be like, okay, I see why there's such a pull to look a certain way. There's such a pull to have these lips or this face or these boobs or, you know, have this body or this hair, whatever it is. And it feels like life or death. And it's marketed that way for a reason. Like it's made to feel that way. It's made to feel like you're in danger if you don't have those things because, and it's always been like that throughout history, like all different kinds of cultures and traditions and just societies have had different beauty standards specifically for women that if they're not up, if they are not even just, they want to see you trying to do it at least. And then Mm. if it's like, okay, if you're trying to do this, then we'll accept you. And so we have this innate fear that if we are not living up to that standard, that we are going to be exiled and we're not going to be loved and we're not going to be taken seriously. And we're not going to be feminine and we therefore we won't have any role in society and everyone's going to kick us out, which is sometimes true. Like people will, you know, bully you if you have a certain something on your face or, you know, you don't look a certain way. And that that is true, too. I'm not saying that's good, but it is a valid fear of ours. I have been in my running era lately And I'm so glad to have Lululemon as a sponsor on this podcast because I have been wearing their hottie hot shorts every time I run. And I'm basically decked out in all Lululemon, but specifically their shorts are so amazing for running or training or anything like that. But the hottie hot shorts specifically is a short with a very comfortable range of motion and it's a very flattering fit. Um, It allows you to max your strides. You can move freely with confidence. It also has a very lightweight fabric that lets an airflow so that you can move without feeling weighed down. 
and it wicks away sweat before you even notice that it's there. It also has like little pockets that you can carry, you know, if you have a house key or a credit card or something that you want to carry um, or put your headphones in there or something like that. I am absolutely obsessed with all of Lululemon shorts and I just got Nick his first pair of pacebreaker shorts for men. He always goes for them when he's going to go do something active. He is a big fan. I also love their Wonder Train shorts. They are amazing for strength training or really any workout class. They are sweat wicking, quick drying. They have really breathable fabric that's super comfortable and like weightless. They're made of a really like breathable, stretchy, supportive, stretchy fabric that is super, super comfortable. And you don't have to constantly be adjusting them. I just feel like they're flattering. They're really good quality. All of Lululemon's shorts, I feel like it's just kind of the shorts of the summer as far as athletic wear, active wear, athleisure, anything, because you can wear them to train and work out, but they also just look good when you're running errands or doing whatever. And it really makes me feel elevated, honestly. When I'm in Lululemon, I just feel like I got my life together, I'm ready to train, and I love it. So you can get into Lululemon shorts at lululemon.com. That is lululemon.com. Go check it out. You guys, the year is basically halfway over. And you know what that means. The 4th of July is coming up. And you can head on over to Macy's.com and shop their red, white, and blue shop to get things started. If you're in your hosting era, um, as we are trying to be this summer, you can look on Macy's.com. They have so many different serveware patio furniture. They have themed like um, utensils and decorations, pool floats. They have it all. Everything you can need for a summer 4th of July bash, you can find on Macy's.com. They got barbecue tools to keep the burgers coming. They have red, white, and blue looks for the whole fam. Um, They also, as we always mention, have a ton of beauty products on their website and skincare and fragrance and really anything to complete your look and your life. They have really cute shoes too. You guys need to go look at their loafers. They have some cute ballet flats and sandals if you're like going to the beach or the pool. They also have really, really cute swimsuits if you're looking for some slay swimsuits for the summer. They also have cute cowboy boots if you're looking to get into your coastal cowgirl era. But you can find all you need to celebrate 4th of July at Macy's. Just check out the red, white, and blue shop at macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. That is the red, white, and blue shop. You can just click on it. Super easy. And they got everything you need. So make sure to check it out. And have a happy holiday. This part of the essay was like saying... Beauty standards have not only undermined women's self-worth, but also pressure them to conform to the beauty practices of femininity in the attempt to emulate the ideal images of womanhood presented by media and society. When a woman ignores or fails to conform to the alleged standards of the ideal beauty, she is not only vulnerable of becoming an outcast from normality, desirability, and femininity, also she is blamed for resisting societal influences by accepting her body instead of changing it to fit the beauty ideal. And even just as I was reading all these little things, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, it's just good to be aware of it so that when you have those urges, I was literally thinking while I was reading this, how many times I have to overcome the urge to like literally get a nose job where I will have moments of enlightenment where I'm like, I love my nose. It's from my ancestors. It's beautiful. And it is, it's mine now. So like, I don't need to change it. 
But then I fall into even you were showing me that TikTok about how noses are depicted in mm-hmm. like Disney movies and stuff. All of the Disney princesses, they have like an upturned cute little button nose. And then all of the villains always have downturned bigger noses. Like they're always, witches' noses are always depicted bigger and downturned, which is a very like ethnic thing. Like that that's, comes from certain ethnicities, different kinds of downturned noses. Like some of them are from Jewish descent. Like I have an a- very Italian nose. And then when I think about that, which I'm like, is such a like, ugh, it makes me sick that it is that way because it's like, that's the narrative that you, that kids are growing up with. Yeah. You don't even understand. Sub- so subconsciously. Yeah. You don't even realize. I've never even realized that until I was older and I would start to think like, why do I want a nose like that? Why do I want that so bad? And then as I started looking into it, I'm like, it's because I think it will make me look less mad. I think it will make me look happier and more youthful and just less of a bitch, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you are a girl and you have a more pointed downturn nose, you're more likely to have people tell you, smile more. Like, you should smile more. You, Oh, you have a resting bitch face. You look very unappro- unapproachable because it's been programmed in everybody's mind that it's like, oh, that is the look of someone evil almost. Like that, that's mm-hmm. what I've been seeing. Like these villains or these people who are the undesirable woman in the story has a downturn nose. And the woman who is more, you know, that's a small like feature, but all these different things like Jasmine's freaking waist. Can we talk about that in a lot of movies? Yeah. It's non-existent. Mm, to one inch, cool. And they always make the villains like, oh, a little bit more plump and whatever and and look just a little bit more just different than the princess or Mm -hmm. or the heroine of the story. And so that's what you think. Like in order to be these things that I've always wanted to be when I'm younger, the princess or the heroine of the story or whatever it is, I need to look a certain way. I need to fit the part. That's why it's actually so weird when people are against like inclusivity. Like when, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now that I feel like more cartoons and things are trying to be more inclusive and like people uh are like all up in arms about it i'm like what What? isn't it a good thing to have more inclusive people that kids can look up to in cartoons and stuff that look like them that are not like all just literally white and skinny yeah like exactly it's i feel like that is nothing but a good thing yeah and it makes you think like if you think of everything that you want to get you know, say you're like, I really want to get rid of these wrinkles. Okay. I have these thoughts. So I'll just speak for myself. It's like, I want to get rid of my wrinkles. Okay. Why? Because I want to look younger. Okay. Why is it so good to look young? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about being young that, oh, because it makes me seem like I'm more worthy in today's society if I'm a young female, because if I'm an older female, then I'm not looked at with desire. I'm not looked at with like respect. People don't want to be around me because that's what I've been, I guess, seeing. That's what I've been taught that. Once you're old, you're like washed up and whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's just, oh yeah. Like being youthful is like so desired. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is another part from the article they are saying. Beauty is a cultural practice, which is time-wasting, expensive, and painful to one's self-esteem. Women are required to create beauty through makeup, hairstyles, depilation or creation by surgery in order to create sexual difference to prove that they can fulfill the ideal feminine beauty. And that was another part of it where it's like, you are made to feel more feminine. Like Mm -hmm. I want to feel more girly and feminine, 
when femininity has nothing to do with appearance. Mm -hmm. But we think we have to portray. It's like, oh, if I don't, if I have hairy legs, you know, that's not feminine. I, I don't want people to think I'm not feminine. So like that's masculine to have hairy legs when it's like, what? Who said that? Literally, yeah. who said that? <laughs> who no, literally, that? who did make that up? Because that's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Though we have to be, well, we don't have to, but it's like that women are, you know, you yeah. have to be perfectly clean shaven or else whatever. Exactly. I feel like that is changing a little too, but I know it's hard for me to even speak on this subject, specifically plastic surgery, because it's like, obviously I would be such a hypocrite to be preaching all this and be like, you're beautiful. You don't need to change yeah. when I literally just did that a year and a half ago. But it's not, I feel like I've gotten Botox. I've gotten lip filler. Like I, I feel like it's a very natural thing. And it, it's not like, I don't know, people who have done, even I was thinking about the Kardashians. It's like, oh, they're, they should be held responsible for the unrealistic beauty standards when I actually think they're just the victim of unrealistic beauty standards where it's like, like they are bullied the most right. out of anyone because they came in the spotlight and then all of a sudden that's why they feel even why more they want to. of an urge. It's because they're looked at all the time. It's true. And that's what I was saying last week about like the good side, bad side thing is I was like, even though I know it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter even if I look ugly, but it's like the thought of people seeing you and being like, you look really mm -hmm. ugly today and like commenting on it that, you so know, so many eyes on you, so many eyes on you. It's like that that's when you start to get insecure and like you want to change things about yourself or whatever. And this leads me to two different topics. One angles. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about this because as a photographer, when I was a full time photographer, I shot so many weddings and just so many photo shoots in general. And I can attest to the power of angles and the power and the power of like even certain lenses on a camera and, and stuff. There would be, and I meant to issue a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode about like just talking about all this stuff, honestly, talking about bodies and everything else. But I will say that there would be certain times when I would take a photo of someone, like I would have two back-to-back -back photos of someone, just different angles. One of them, they would legitimately look like 20 to 30 pounds heavier in one of the photos. And then the next photo, they would look 20 pounds lighter mm -hmm. simply because of how I took the photo and where I was. And I think that that is very important to remember when you are looking at influencers' photos and you're just like, oh my gosh, it looks so perfect. Like I can expose myself 100% that I take so many photos to get that one. Like the, the photo that I end up posting in a photo dump casually on Instagram there's probably a hundred photos that I took yeah. in that series. And there were a lot of them that I probably thought I'd looked not good in. And so I picked that one strategically because I thought that was the best option. And this leads me to my next point, which is like, like I was saying with the good angles, the bad angles, it's like, or sorry, the good side and the bad side. I feel like my fear would be people would see my bad side and be like, wait, she's not as cute as she is like on mm -hmm. Instagram. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're seeing... Yeah. I never show that side on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe no one cares. It's not that deep. And I know that appearance isn't that important, but that's ultimately what led me to getting plastic surgery in the first place, if I'm honest, is seeing myself on camera every day. Yeah. And I've said that openly. I've said, I don't think if I, if I didn't have this job, I don't think I would have gotten surgery. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have probably even recognized that. No. Like, I don't like certain angles of my face, but after doing YouTube for five years and being on Instagram for 10 years and 
looking at pictures of yourself. Looking at my pictures of myself every day, all day, having to film myself. You fixate on the things that you don't like. It that honestly didn't even really have to do with people's comments. Like no one ever commented about my chin when I said I was doing my chin and the buckle fat. Like people were like, "Wait, what? I thought you were gonna get your boobs done," <laughs> which is fair. But it's uh, the point is that was something that I fixated on because I was seeing videos of myself constantly, and I just started picking myself apart. And the reason I said I would be a hypocrite is because I don't regret getting it done, which yeah. is the. The uh, caveat here, it's like, I, well, I was going to read this thing from this article and I feel like it kind of explains that as well, because I was going to say when people do get these things done, they don't regret getting them done. Usually someone goes and gets like lipo or if someone goes, gets every time I get Botox, I'm not like walking on like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, literally, I look so good. And I feel like it's because your self-image in today's day and age, it's a very, and I'm not like excusing any of it by any means, but I'm also not saying like, I'm not shaming it at all. I feel like just looking at it as what it is, your self and body image has such a hold on our, okay, so this is what it says in the article because it's about what I'm about to say. Body image is also a core aspect of mental and physical well-being, where it, be- it bears a relationship between self-esteem and psychosocial adjustment, such as eating disturbances and social anxiety. Body image not only plays a role in how individuals feel about themselves and their appearances, but also how the individual functions within a cultural or societal milieu. I don't know what that word is, but that's like an explanation for it. It's like, it's not just, oh, I just want to look prettier because I want to, I want to have a good picture. It's like, this affects me all the time. Mm-hmm. Like having had an eating disorder and like body dysmorphia, when you feel not cute in light terms, when you are not feeling confident about your body or how you look, it affects you in so many ways. It literally makes your life harder. Dictates so it choices. is. It is easier. You're going to feel like I have one less thing to stress about. And totally. that's what I was even saying with the nose job thing. It's like, I know that I will probably have to fight the urge to get a nose job for the rest of my life because I know that if I did also, I probably wouldn't be like, I wish I had my old nose. I'm sure it would just be easier for me. But I also feel like I've like made this like specifically with my nose. Watch it because I'll probably still get Botox and literally lip filler and everything else. But specifically with my nose, I've just had this thing where I had to just accept it and forgive it and like it's something that I almost want to challenge myself on and just be like, okay, I'm going to keep this for the rest of my life. It's me and you till the end. So let's try and make it through. I have been trying to be on my protein grind and a very easy way to get some protein in is a protein shake, whether it's after a workout or just for a snack or for breakfast in the morning. Um, And Ritual has one of my all-time favorite protein powders, actually. They're essential protein. A lot of protein powder is just like too sweet or chalky. I don't know. I definitely am picky about it. But Kristen, actually, when I was in Tennessee, like literally two years ago, made me a protein shake with or just a smoothie, protein smoothie with Ritual's vanilla essential protein. And it was so good. I was like, what protein powder is this? And I had used it before, uh, but she confirmed it was Ritual. And I was like, that's why it tastes so good. So it is a delicious, nutrient-rich shake with 20 grams plant-based protein to help form lean muscle and support muscle recovery. It is made traceable with ingredients you can trust, like there are 100% regeneratively farmed peas that are grown in the USA, has no sugar, sugar alcohols, or stevia, but you wouldn't know it because it tastes amazing. It has a complete amino acid profile with 8 grams of EAAs and 4 grams of BCAAs. 
It's rigorously tested for heavy metals and microbes. It's soy-free, gluten-free, vegan, and formulated without GMOs. I always am so ravenous for a good protein shake after a workout, and Ritual has got you covered. Once you try Essential Protein, you won't want to go a day without it. Luckily for you, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. You heard that right, three months. Visit ritual.com slash what we said to start ritual or add essential protein to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash what we said. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Squarespace, one of our favorite sponsors that has been around for a while for me and JC. Squarespace has always had our backs. If you are looking to start a small business or if you already have one, if you want to sell digital goods, if you want to start a blog, if you want to do anything on line from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Squarespace has beautiful templates. It's super user-friendly. If you are going into this, like I once was having no idea how to do anything with a website or setting up a store, how to have a checkout, anything like that, Squarespace makes it so easy and seamless for you and also allows you to be a little bit more creative at the same time so you don't feel restricted. Honestly, it's really a great platform for any type of either digital service or good that you're selling or physical product. They have so many templates to make the products look really just great online and have a very streamlined process. They have like e-commerce templates, inventory management, simple checkout process, secure payments. So whatever you sell, they basically have merchandising features too make it look great and have it be super user-friendly for the person on the website too. Um, you can connect your social media accounts, which is super great for a business. And you can also have like multiple contributors. So you can give selective access to your site's website manager. If you have a graphic designer or someone that needs to work on the website, you can like give them access to it. They also have traffic overview. So you can see how your visits, your unique visitors, page views trend over time. You can gain insight into like the top products that your your clients or your customers are clicking on, the device types that they're shopping on, and just a lot of insight into important things like that when you are running a business. So head to squarespace.com slash what we said for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code what we said to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That is squarespace.com slash what we said and use offer code what we said to save 10% off your purchase of a website or a domain. But also I feel like when you feel like you have low self-esteem, when you don't feel the best, when you feel like your appearance is lackluster and you're comparing it to other people's all the time, it just affects your whole life. You start not going out and having, you know, opportunity, you're missing opportunities that you could have had because you do have a little bit of anxiety. You're always self-conscious when you're even walking around and especially with social media. And I feel like that's what I was saying about even celebrities and influencers. They're more susceptible to being victims of it because they Mm -hmm. are being, they have a million eyes on them. So they are like going to be even more nitpicky of what they look like. Even if you're not an influencer, even if you just have social media and you're taking Snapchats of yourself all the time, you're going to feel the same way. You're going to be like, and, and I don't even have a solution. So I'm literally just talking about, you know, the reality. Yeah, the yeah. reality of it. But I feel like the only thing that I was thinking of while I was reading this, I'm like, how do we fix this? Like, how do we change this? Because it seems like it's just too far gone. Like unrealistic beauty standards, altered images of 
photoshopped girls, like all of that stuff is out there and it's going to stay out there and it's going to be all around us even more so than ever before today. And I just came to the conclusion of like, you just have to change yourself. You can't change anything else. Like you have to change within and however you want to do that is up to you. It's your journey. You don't have to, you know, say, okay, I'll never try and change my appearance. I'm not going to succumb to any of this. I'm going to resist. Like it's your journey. You can do whatever you want, however you want to feel better about yourself. But it just starts with you. You can't try and make everybody else be like, you can't get plastic surgery because that's bad for beauty standards. But then you uh, do like serums to get rid of your acne because you and, think it looks bad. Yeah, you know, it's and, like, yeah. And you get your hair done and you get extensions and you shave everything. Like anything yeah. we do, we're all just trying it, our best. We're all trying to look good because we want to feel confident. And yeah. it's like the world has told us we need to do these certain things. And I did want to touch on this because people have said like, once you get plastic surgery, it's a slippery slope or like, once you get, you know, even lip filler, it's like, once you start, you like want to do more and more. And I would always be like, no, no. And even yeah. when I got my chin done, I was like, no, this is literally like the one thing that I'm like, like, this is my, this is going to solve everything. And it didn't. And like, I want to be honest about that because even though I really have no regrets and I'm very happy I did it and it genuinely like changed my confidence for the better, there are still a million things that I'm insecure about yeah. with my body and with other things. And like, it is a slippery slope because specifically when you experience like, oh, I want to change. Like, I want to have a more snatched jawline and you do it and you get it and you're like, wow, this looks really good. And like, I feel so much more confident than I used to. And like you said, it is one less thing to worry about. Like now when I'm shooting on YouTube, I'm like not really that specific about the angle because I'm mm -hmm. just like, honestly, I like most angles. Like I don't, I, this has literally changed my life. But it gives you this feeling of like, I can literally pick and choose. I can fix any problem now. Why not aim for perfection? Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, do I, yeah, like, should I get a boob job? Should I get like lipo or like, you know, air sculpt? If I can literally, if that changed my life so much and it made me so much more confident, like, why not, you know, do this other little thing? And I feel the same where I've been like resisting urges to do things because I'm just like, I don't need to do that. And and it also scares me because like one day I'll be like, I want to get a boob job. And then literally two days later, I'm like, wait, I don't want that. Like, yeah, that, it's crazy that I could have just done something <laughs> impulsively and then literally been like, wait, I don't even I don't even want that right now. And so I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that because. I do yeah, feel like good. from experience, it is true. Like I do want to actually confirm that it, it it could be a slippery slope. And you just, I find myself constantly like having to resist urges and just be like, I did like, I corrected the thing that I was the most insecure about. And yeah. it's okay if I have other insecurities, like everyone does. And there's literally not one girl that I know that doesn't struggle with some aspect of body image issues or confidence. So mm -hmm. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And we all have different insecurities and we all try to overcome them and do things about them. So there's no like shame in you doing that or anybody else doing that. We've all done things to try to make ourselves look better and feel better about our appearance because of what I was just talking about. It's like because of the society or because of what society tries to push on us and mm -hmm. what we've seen. I can remember from literally being so young, probably seven years old knowing that I thought I needed to be skinnier at that age. Looking back, I'm like, what? Like, how did I even 
think that way when I was that young. I would never look at a seven-year-old and think about their body at mm-hmm. all in, in general. But when you grow up seeing things in the media, and I do think it's gotten a little bit better. I mean, there's just way more media now. So it's like, there's more bad, there's more good. There's but, more representation, which I think is good in yeah. every way. Mm-hmm. But there's also more uh, high-tech Photoshop and more crazy surgeries. So you just and never literally know. AI, yeah. Yeah. True. But it's just crazy from a young age, like, having that perspective of what you should look like. And I tried to think of some ways to work on that because we're not just all going to be perfect and never not shave our legs again, never not shave our armpits, like never, you know, do our makeup again. Obviously not, maybe in a perfect world, but. Well, and there's also something to be said of like, it's also okay if you like doing that stuff and you like feeling like, you know, if if that makes you feel good, like there's also nothing wrong yeah. with that either because, well, that's what, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but it goes into one of the points that I was looking at another article I was talking about ways to kind of overcome feeling pressured by the beauty standard. And it was saying what you were just saying, finding pleasure in beauty versus vanity mm. and like doing things to make yourself feel better and love being you, going back to like love being you versus loving you. And it was saying, find things that feel beautiful and that you enjoy doing. Like if you love doing your makeup, if you love doing your hair, if you love getting dressed, if you love expressing yourself in certain ways or pampering yourself, Mm -hmm. it's about the way and the reason, the intention behind it, you know? Totally. And it was saying like beauty versus vanity. We're very drawn to beautiful things in this world and we just always will be in nature. But- And like if you enjoy giving yourself a bubble bath and- shaving and exfoliating and then doing a face mask and Mm -hmm. having a green juice it's like go off like that I I agree it's the intention behind it it's like you know best case scenario is I'm doing this because I feel luxurious and it's a self-care moment for me and it's like an intentional moment of just me having fun and feeling whatever clean and happy versus like I need to do this because I'm exactly, a woman and yeah. I need to look good. Exactly. And that's that can be hard. It can be a gray area sometimes, which I think is the hard part is that, you know, sometimes the waters are murky when you get in there. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to feel good. But then it's really, it's a constant battle of fighting those urges, I feel like. It is. I feel and, the same with working out. Mm-hmm. Like I've said this million times, but it's like, I'm constantly fighting those urges of like, I do this because it feels good. And like, it feels good to be strong and it feels good to feel flexible and it's good for my mental health and I feel meditative and that's why I'm here. And like, I constantly have to remind myself of that. Mm -hmm. Like every time I'm literally working out and I'm like looking in the mirror at Pilates, I will have moments of like focusing on my body and I'm like, I literally have to rewire and be like, I'm here because I love being here. I hear like all those things that mm-hmm. I just said when I was just in boxing, like I felt the same way. I was like just looking at myself in the mirror in kind of a more vain way. And I was just like, that's not like I constantly yeah. I'm telling you like every not just like, oh, every month I have to once remind my like literally every no, multiple time times I'm, a day, yeah. multiple times a day. I have to like be like it's not about the results. It's not about the physical results. It's about the feeling. Like, and that's, it's very hard to, to do because, yeah, yeah it's just hard. And, and realizing, I think that there's no destination to it where, you know, if you do find yourself looking for a destination with any of these things, like when you are 
getting ready in the morning or doing things that you want to help yourself feel more beautiful, understanding that it's never going to be attained of perfect beauty and perfect, because it's like I said from the beginning, it's full circle. It's unrealistic and it's unattainable. It doesn't exist. Being perfectly beautiful, you will never get there. You're like, now I'm fixed. I'm perfect. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to do anything else. And when you understand that and you can enjoy doing it and the act of it, then it just feels more fulfilling and satisfying in the moment. Because when we are searching and when we're trying to go after this beauty standard, it's just a, we're chasing a perception. We're chasing something that doesn't exist. We're chasing a symbol of what we think we need to like emulate to people. And I think just something that's helpful when I'm fighting those urges to like literally call and make a million appointments and like schedule a facial and do all these million things because I feel panicked. I'm like, oh, I've got to get this fixed. Like there's so much to do. I ask myself why, like what, like back to what I was saying about the nose job. Why do I want a nose job or why do I want these wrinkles gone? Oh, because I feel like he'll make me like this. Why do I feel like I need to be like that? And quickly it just snaps you out of it. Mm-hmm. And can I say something? Oh yeah. Go I, something that I was just thinking of, which I mean, this whole episode's basically been about, but like that just, I just thought of is social media really simplifies things. And we've talked about that before. It's like, you see, I'm not trying to go over the same thing we've gone over a million times. Like it's just a highlight reel, but (laughs) that is kind of what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is like, it simplifies things so much where you see, and I'm going to use like Hailey Bieber as an example. Like you see a photo of Hailey Bieber, like a little photo dump of her in the south of France and it's just like a close-up of her face and her skin is legitimately glass, like perfect. And she has this quote-unquote like clean girl aesthetic and it's just like her glazed skin with like a simple white button up and like little gold earrings. And it seems so simple. It's like, oh, she just has this like, see, she's not even wearing a lot of makeup. Like she just has this natural, beautiful look. And it's like so much has gone into that one photo. Mm Mm-hmm so many and and maybe she's just blessed with amazing skin like but I'm sure she has access to the best facials the best all that stuff for her skin and she's in the south of France and the trip probably cost a hundred thousand dollars and it's like (laughs) she's wearing this white shirt that was that's probably fifteen hundred dollars and it's just like there's so much money that is going into this one tiny iPhone snap and it's so easy to oversimplify that in your mind and be like well, that's all I want. It's just like clear mm-hmm. skin and like a simple outfit. And it's like, well, that cost did so much yeah. money. Just that one thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? 100%. I actually had this experience when we were taking family photos and I was showing, Rachel was taking them for me. And she, I sent her all these inspo photos from Pinterest and there were probably 20 like inspo photos. And literally in my mind, I'm not a photographer. So I was like, okay, in my mind, we should be able to get all these shots. Like, you know, all of these photos, I want how effortless and cute all of them look. I want that in each pose that I've sent you, if that makes sense. So like I need 20 perfect pictures. And mm-hmm. she was like, I just want to let you know, like before we start, that every photo you sent me is the best photo of that entire photo shoot. Exactly. And you sent me 20 of them. So like we're going to get probably like one photo that you're obsessed, obsessed with, with that's yeah. perfect out of hundreds that we take. And that's just how it is. And when she told me that, I was like, a light bulb moment of I've never thought about that before. Like you're, but you're I realizing uh, 20 different images from 20 different photo shoots. Exactly. And it was probably the best one of the bunch. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm going to get that kind of uh, not diversity, but like that kind of 
range uh-huh. from one photo shoot in one place. No, that's actually so eye-opening. Because yeah. even when you like go to take photos on the beach and you have like six inspo photos, it's like, let's focus on yeah. one. Yeah. Let me have those six inspo photos for poses. Yeah. And then let's hope I get one of my own photo. Mm-hmm. Totally. And after I had that perspective, when she sent me the photos, I was like way more open because I was not expecting every single photo and every pose that we did to be perfect. And before that, I literally did. I think I've always had that like expectation. But I wanted to go over. Wait, did you have something else? No. Maybe we can kind of end with this. There is this article. Her name is Annie Zhu. And it's on zanni.com. Z-A-N-N-I-E-E.com. It's an article called Seven Steps to Overcome Unrealistic Beauty Standards. And I thought we could have some tangible tips here. Because Slay. when I was just reading, I'm like, I feel... I feel I can't do anything about this. But the first one was what we just talked about. Pursue pleasure and beauty. Avoid the pain. So we already talked about that. I'm not going to go into it. Step two, nourish your soul. Beauty is a byproduct of our connection to the creator or, you know, your soul or whatever that you believe in. Just having more purpose and digging deep and working on your personality and your inner self. Step three, focus on individuality. You know, what makes you unique? What makes you you? Step four, avoid mass media. That's impossible. So let's just skip that one. Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) Step five, change. But I do think there is something to be said if you are feeling self-conscious to stay off social media. It's very helpful. Yeah, consume less. What I think you can't do is go around when you're on social media and get mad at others for pushing a a standard on you. Mm -hmm. That's not the the route to take. Mm -mm. Step five, change negative beliefs about self-image. So in Louise Hay's book, mm-hmm. she has a lot of like mirror work of affirmations. We all know what affirmations are, but speaking kindly to yourself is very important. Mm-hmm. Step six, be allies with other women. I feel like lifting other women up and having like deep, meaningful relationships with others. I feel like with my friends and the women that I know in my life, I'm literally gonna cry. I saw TikTok and she was like... <laughs> I knew I was going to cry this episode. Like, I didn't know when it was coming, but I knew. She was like, me trying to focus, but I was just like, but I can just see how beautiful my friends are and how their skin is glistening in the light and like how they're lighting up when they talk about something they love. And I literally was like, oh my gosh, I feel this way about all the women in my life. Like, just when you're talking to them, I've never looked at a girl in when I'm just looking at them, talking to them, having a deep conversation, bonding with them never been like, wow, she needs Botox or something like that. Like I'm always looking at them and I'm just like, you are the most beautiful, magical, ethereal being on this planet. And I feel like if we could just see that in ourselves a little bit more and just even expressing that to, to others more, I feel like having strong bonds with other women in your life does help you feel more confident. And then step seven is invest in yourself. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Go on. Like, you buy need around 60000 a year. <laughs> It'll be worth it, trust me. It's saying like, investing in yourself, your education, your growth, your passions. Mm. Just keep working on yourself, pretty much. I love that. It's like, and to wrap <laughs> it up, I am a plastic surgeon. Please contact me. <laughs> Literally. Uh, no, I love all of that. I think it's true. It's like when you have, also when you have good friends, just solid relationships in your life, it's... I mean, hopefully all your friends are like really lifting you up and it definitely makes me feel more confident in myself to be around other women. And and like you said, it's like 
understanding how you feel about them is probably how they feel about you is like, I don't know. It's kind of this beautiful connection. It's like you said, the goal is for all of us to feel that way. Cause I feel mm-hmm. the same way. It's like when I look at my friends, I'm like, you are literally perfect. And when yeah, they say you're the most like, beautiful person in the world. Yes. And when they say stuff like, oh, I want to change this. I'm like, literally, yeah. you're so cute. I don't get it. But then I do the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, it would be so, oh my God, it'd be so nice not to feel <laughs> that way. But I do think that you're right. Like having those relationships makes just your confidence kind of grow because you have people who see the best in you. Yeah. And like speak that. You can kind of mirror it in each other mm-hmm. as well. Ooh. Any other thoughts to wrap it up? No, I feel like, I mean, this should be obvious, but the point of this is not to like act like we know no, what we're talking not. about or like. I, I have know, a cycling class scheduled for 7 a.m. Yeah, tomorrow. like that we have, I don't know. It's like we are also victims of this. Yeah. We do all of these things. Like it's more of just a conversation mm-hmm. that I feel like we would have off camera. Yeah. So we like mm-hmm. to bring you guys in on those conversations and it has nothing to do with the fact we think we know anything about the subject, honestly, other than we are also the problem. Yeah. So. Take, <laughs> That's take, how we end. We're the problem. <laughs> take We're that, all the problem. Mm-hmm. Take it with a grain of salt. And I agree. It's like the best thing we can all do is just like stick together as women mm-hmm. and lift each other up yeah. and not... I don't know, not putting each each other other down down. for any of the reasons, whether it is like someone is getting work done or they're not. Like it just doesn't matter. And we just need to be supportive to boost all of our confidence. Yeah. Start with collectively. Yeah. Like lead with empathy and understanding instead of criticism, because I feel like it is easy to criticize other women for getting things done for the way they look, literally whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Don't do that. And we're like programmed too, which Mm -hmm. is the worst part. But anyway... Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram if you want to see what we have coming up, any updates. If you want to be involved in any of the episodes, that's where we like post our links so you can write in for any of any of the episodes, the story episodes or the advice stuff we got going. And if you want to leave us a rating and review, feel free. We would love that so much. We love you guys. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.